Welcome back to another EXP Lounge podcast. Josh, how are you doing? Oh man, I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Peter? Uh, quite amazing, good sir. Quite amazing. Rumor through the grapevine has been spreading, and I have heard you're potentially going to New York. No, that's that's impossible. New York isn't a real place. It's just full of you know myths and everything. If I'm walking here and lasagna and bagels and stuff, but I've seen. I've seen Central Park in movies. No, it's it's all a lie. It's all a lie. Just kidding. I, I am going back to New York next week for some much needed... 18 years? 18 years? What? Oh, I'll see you in a while. I said next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I'm going back for some much needed bagels and cream cheese and breakfast sandwiches and pizza, all the things that Utah regretfully does not have because they don't know good food. I, I have never seen a cream cheese bagel in Utah. No, that's not a thing. It doesn't exist. There's not a single place that like sells a cream cheese bagel. That's good. There are places that try, but they fail. They fail miserably. It was really funny, um, just kind of touching on that a little bit. Uh, when we first moved here, Andrea and I, right, um, she is obsessed with um, green chili, like yep, hatch, hatch green, green chili. chili, and couldn't find it in Utah to save a life. We went to all sorts of different restaurants that would even like say they had green chili and it would not be like hatch green chili. Um, she was very disappointed and there are, we have found the few places that now do it and we pretty much have to eat from one of those places at least like twice a month for her to like feel good. I feel that I wish I had something like that out here. Unfortunately, Utah, they just don't do it like New York does. I mean, I get it. We're pretty far away from New York, but like, I'm surprised they don't even do, I don't know, like breakfast on the opposite opposite side side of the country. I mean, yeah, we could be in Asia right now. I'm not going to lie, but I'm surprised they don't even do like a decent breakfast sandwich, just a bacon, egg and cheese. That's such a staple. Like in New York, there are so many, bodegas and delis and everything else where the first thing on their menu is breakfast sandwich and it's either bacon egg and cheese sausage egg and cheese ham egg and cheese all three egg and cheese no no meat just egg and cheese like it's like the staple on a nice poppy seed kaiser roll but out here like i don't even think they know what that is like walmart sells kaiser rolls and they're always in stock because people look at them and they probably don't even see them it's just like a myth they're like oh what is that nope not gonna get it no they definitely don't remember um <clears throat> Buffalo Wild Wings does the everything pretzel knots. Ah, uh, yes. And everyone that we've gone to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings with hates those. Yeah, they're amazing. Because they're an everything bagel pretzel. Yeah, they're delicious. And people are like, this isn't a pretzel. Yeah, no, it's, it's literally <laughs> just, like, they do actually a pretty good job with those. Like, I, as an everything bagel lover, I generally do enjoy... Uh, they're pretzel knots, especially with their sauces. That Buffalo Wild Wings is definitely a treat. But everything bagels are a staple in New York. And that's... Uh, it's just funny that, like, people from Utah are just like, what is, what is this pretzel? What is this? It's not a pretzel. It's a ball. And I'm like, yeah, it's just basically a bagel. It's delicious. <laughs> Get over it. They sell them in New York, too. But yeah, but you excited to go back home? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Get to you know see the see the mom, see the dad, see the brother. Just make sure that they're all still still kicking, still alive, and not driving each other insane. But uh, yeah, it's gonna I'm gonna be there for a week, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Definitely expensive flying all the way back to New York and everything, and it's a it's a long day of travel, but it, it's worth it, you know, for the family. Yeah, no, for sure. I cannot wait for you to come back, and I get a half a day of your New York accent just, like, not going away from Oh, it, it, might, it might come out a little bit, especially talking to my mom. All her <laughs> coffee and everything, you know. 
Um, all right, let's talk about actual EXP Lounge stuff. <clears throat> uh, um, EXP Lounge is in New York. We were talking about real things. Just kidding. Oh! Yeah, this is a fake one. That's actually where we're going to set up our second location. Yep, New York. There'll be one in Utah, <laughs> and then one all the way to New York. Talk about travel expenses when we have to go store to store. <laughs> uh, let me go check in on this store. I'll be back in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Not the smartest business model. Not the smartest business model, no. Let's try, like, let's try Cedarverse or something. Yeah. Um, so, one of the cool things here at EXP Lounge is we're always um, exploring new card games, right? That's what we're doing is jumping into everything we've played now, the My Hero Academia card game. Yep, that was pretty fun. Had a good time with that. Um, and now we uh, recently picked up um, the Final Fantasy card game. Yes. Um, Peter and I have played a couple of matches with some trial decks and stuff, and then um, we actually got our hands on some pre-release kits that I opened up, and they're they're gorgeous. I'm Dragon Ball, fantastic artwork. Final Fantasy's keeping up, man. Yep. No, like from what I've seen with the cards, like. I like how they have a variety of designs on them. Everything from like little chibi, you know, characters, um, pixelated characters from like you know the Game Boy Advance games, like the older games, and then to like straight screenshots out of like you know the newest Final Fantasy VII remake and everything with like cooler art designs on them. Like it is just the cards are beautiful, especially I mean even in the starter decks, the some of the foil cards on the front like they're just so nice. Like I'm like good job keeping up the quality. Every time I think of a nice looking card, I then look at like hate to say but like some magic cards they just look mediocre in comparison dude i i look at some magic cards and i throw up a little bit no, that, that same same <clears throat> show with them to me and i have to like, turn around and be like <clears throat> sorry give me a second uh, yeah that's a nice looking card glad to glad to have you <laughs> the most boring people on the planet drew those cards honestly for sure honestly there but not some, Final Fantasy. <laughs> not Final Fantasy. And there's some nice magic cards out there. We're not hating on magic too hard. It's just they could, you think for 26 years, they'd have a pretty good art, art style. I mean, what is it? Like, is it like 26 years they've been a game? Maybe it's even longer? I don't even know. It's definitely longer. It's longer? It's 30 years. 30 years, sure. yeah. You'd think that they have a little bit of a better art style. But like I said, some art styles are good. There's some clean clean cards. What Magic does the best, honestly, is their their flavor text on their cards. Their flavor text is always a nice touch. They do create a story. Yeah. They which, do... Uh, they'll follow that lore too. Yes. With multiple cards that like relate to other ones and stuff. I am impressed by that. Yes. I will, I will give them that. But back to Final Fantasy. I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. I haven't played all of them, but uh, it's my favorite against popular belief. Who is, isn't a Final Fantasy fan? I mean, there are some people out there who've never tried them, never played them. I know plenty of people who are like Cloud and Smash Brothers. Who's that guy? Dude, you know? They- the card game has the two characters from Smash Bros. From Smash Bros. Yeah, <laughs> Braxton pulled a Cloud and a Sephiroth. Uh, see, I want see, I want some Sephiroth cards. That's for sure. Although my popular, my favorite Final Fantasy is uh, Final Fantasy X. I'm a huge fan of all the characters in that, like Titus, Lulu, Orin, Kamahari, Riku, and then of course Yuna. Which uh, Yuna is the code word for this week. For how much is the discount, Josh? Fifteen percent off your entire purchase, Yuna. It's the code word. Is the code word, and it will expire by the time our next podcast comes out, so make sure you use it on a big purchase. But um, Final Fantasy X, great game, great story. I remember grinding through that game when I was when I was a kid, and they came out with X2. That one's kind of, I mean, that one's a, that one's a gamble. You either you hate it or you love it. It's pretty pretty fun. 
But then um, Final Fantasy VII, great game. Final Fantasy IX, great game. And they have characters from all the Final Fantasies in this card game, including like the Game Boy Advance games, like the Tactics. Dude, we're talking about Tactics. We're talking about Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. Yeah. Uh, Theater Rhythm Heaven. We're talking about um, Dissidia. Pretty much anything Final Fantasy has put their characters into, there is a card for that. There's even a Titus card from Final Fantasy X, but the actual image on the card is him from the beginning tutorial island level of Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. And I'm like, dang, they they go for everything. So as more Final Fantasies keep coming out, and uh, you know they're just going to keep adding more and more cards, which is super cool. So I think that Final Fantasy, I mean, from a story-wise, already has that great story and great character development and great you know character design. But now they just directly take that and put it into their cards. And on top of that, the card game itself <coughs> is a good card game. I feel like they took a lot of the worst features of other card games and corrected them. Like, my, my whole my whole gripe with Magic is, of course, the land system. I get it. You have to pull your lands, but nothing feels worse than a loss when you just, you know, you shuffle your deck ten times and then you just don't draw lands for the first three turns, and so you're sitting there with two lands and, like, your opponent has, like, five. And you're like, well, I'm probably not going to win this game. Dude, I hate that because not even your opponent feels like they got a good win. Yeah, exactly. Like, you and I have played each other in Magic before where we put down, like, you'll have 18 lands and I have none. Yeah. You win because I can't do anything. Yeah, you're like, like I passed my turn. I'm like, well, I'm going to swing and win, I guess. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel like a true win. It feels like it was more like, you know... I was kicking a dog in the face, a puppy rather, like, you know, it's just over it, and over again. Over and over again. It was sad. I'm not like, you know, going at it barehanded with a bear, like I am just stomping on a on a lizard. Like but uh the one of the things they fixed with, with that land system is you can actually discard cards out of your hand for energy, which is kind of the core way you get energy in the game. And then on top of that, you can then use some of that energy to play backup cards, which then act as lands, but with bonus abilities. Like, you can play, like, a red red two-cost, right? Discard a card out of your hand, play a red two-cost backup, and enters in tapped, or doled, as their word describes it. But then next turn, you can tap that for either the card's ability or for one red crystal as well. So it's a fun energy ramp system where the more backups you play, the more more options you have later on in the match to, to you know, play cards. And, of course, if you don't need that extra energy, that card has an ability itself, whether it's, you know, discard it and deal damage to another card, give another card haste, you know, dull a different card. There's so many different ways you can play it, which, you know, adds up a lot of strategy. I mean, you have your color bases, right? You got yellow, green, red, blue. Which is all the elements of Final Fantasy, you know, your fire, water, lightning, everything like that. Wind, ice. Um, So you get to build decks off of colors, Every card in your hand can be used for your energy. Um, and then when attacking, um, during your attacking phase, you can swing individually with each uh, character, or you can do party attacks, kind of like comboing and stuff. Yep. And so the fact that it can go either way of, like, hey, I'm going to do a party attack with, like, all three of these guys. Can you get past that? No. Yeah. Or you can be like, hey, I'm going to attack with one guy, and then I'm going to attack with one guy. And then and so it becomes this... I, there's a lot of strategy to it. It's almost like a combination of Dragon Ball system. 
um, and magic system because magic you have that you know cold combo defense thing instead you have the combo attack thing and like Dragon Ball you do get to swing with individual creatures it is all one phase you can't you know go to main phase then battle phase then main phase then battle phase it is just one battle phase on your turn but you do get to pick and choose your attackers which is really nice because then once you attack with those attackers they cannot block the next turn so as their opponent they might have five fighters out in the field or forwards you know, they might, you're thinking like, oh, is he gonna swing with all three and leave two to defend? Is he gonna swing party attack with those two and then leave those three to defend? Like, there's a lot of, there's still like a lot of good mind games like Dragon Ball, so. Yes. Um, speaking of Dragon Ball, if I can just touch up on, uh, April 15th, starting at 6 p.m., will be our next official tournament from Bandai. We will be giving out tournament packs for all participants, and then of course the winner will receive the big winner card. And that Dragon Ball community keeps getting bigger and bigger. What's the what's the threshold for this tournament? Um, I have set this tournament to be twenty four. Twenty four, and I like, have opened it up for a lot of additional players because that Dragon Ball community has continued to grow. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, as it gets bigger and bigger, that just means more deck types, more people to meet, more you know, cards to see. It's it's going to be a good time. So definitely, definitely register early to lock in your spot because I wouldn't even be surprised if we end up hitting that twenty four with all the new people getting into it. I just pulled it up right now. There are nine applicants out of twenty four. And we have over a week and a half, like, still, booked, like, sign up and stuff. So the fact that we're already at nine would not surprise me. If you want to be part of that Dragon Ball tournament, sign up for it today. And then the Friday before that tournament is another massive event. Uh, Magic's coming out with their latest set, March of the Machines, which, I mean, a lot of good things being said about March of the Machines. Um, a couple of, you know, rumors. You've seen that picture? That, that dude ripping off Ellis Norton's head? Yeah, that was pretty that's a, that's a good photo. I was like, if that's any way of them saying, hey, this is going to beat out poison counters like i really hope it is because my guess is they're going to create a lot to combat toxic and you know, i don't know what it is but i did read that there is going to be a old mechanic reintroduced to combat that toxic exactly because so. they need to phyrexia i mean for any standard deck toxic toxic was like the best way to do a rush deck it's like oh if i'm playing a toxic deck i'm pretty much putting my opponent down to 10 health instead of 20 mm-hmm. off the bat like and who wants to play with a huge disadvantage like that so especially when you can like you know, give creatures more toxic, have flying creatures with toxic, like it's it's crazy. But so that's gonna be that's gonna be very exciting. The pre release is this um this coming not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday following Friday. or Friday. Friday following, which is the fourteenth. And as per Magic's usual, they're gonna keep up with the track that all set boosters, collector boosters, commander decks, draft boosters, pretty much anything and everything, March of the Machines is gonna be for sale here in our store early for that entire week so not only can you you know come in grab your pre-release kit which are only 25 dollars by the way plus tax um, and you get a free set booster and you get a free set the day of exactly you get a free set booster if you buy a pre-release kit the day of uh, but also you can go grab you know collector's booster new commander deck anything and everything that they're available that yeah. they're offering so it's going to be it's going to be a super <clears> fun pre-release i mean last pre-release what we got 
30 people. Like, it was absolutely chaotic. There were so many customers. It was awesome. Yeah. But um, this time, we're actually going to even have 45 pre-release kits. The tournament's still going to be limited to... 32 just, people. Just 32 people. It's going to be two-headed giants, so bring in a partner if you want to play, or we will assign one to you so long as we have even numbers, which we which we will. We're going to cut it off at the 32. But even if you're not a huge fan of uh, you know playing and you just want to kind of see the cards or you only have so much time that day, you can still grab and come in and grab one of our pre-release kits if you come early enough because we're going to have an extra 13 for sale. So, Very true. Um, we already know magic is huge. 100%. The number one role-playing game. Ah, uh, it is not a role-playing game. I hate that concept. So we've had this argument I know, I'm off just, podcast I'm just, before. I'm just poking at you. Yeah, no, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go play an RPG. Let me play Magic the Gathering. That's not an RPG. An RPG is like Red Dead Redemption or Final Fantasy or any other game that's actually a role-playing game. I don't, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just ranting now, but, like, that's my gripe with the game when they call it an RPG. I'm like, that's like calling <laughs> Call of Duty an RPG. I'm playing as a guy. Like You're taking on the role of a soldier. Oh, oh such <laughs> RPG mechanics. Dude, my top top ten RPGs, Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 3. Like. Just, just think of the deck building as like you're leveling up and like your uh, skill tree. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah, see... We, no, no, I, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, one uh, thing that I do want to point out that not a lot of people do actually uh, point out or notice in our store is we have other types of sleeves other than Dragon Shield. Now, don't get me wrong, Dragon Shield sleeves are really, really good sleeves. But we also have Eclipse sleeves and uh, Katana Cortex. Cortex or Katana sleeves that are really nice as well. Like. I remember, what was it, Caden? Caden uh, opened up one of the Cortex sleeves or something like that? Yeah, Caden opened up some Cortex sleeves and instantly fell in love with them. Yeah, they're really good sleeves. They are. They're really nice. Um, once he had all of his cards <clears throat> sleeved up, um, he let me do a couple like practice shuffles on them, and they shuffle excellently. And the thing is, they're not getting enough love. They yeah. sit over on our wall, fully stocked up with all the different colors, and everyone goes and grabs a Dragon Shield sleeve. Yep. Trust me, I love my Dragon Shield sleeves too. They're nice. But I have decks from Eclipse sleeves, Dragon Shield, Cortex myself. Um, I think it's good to try everything out and see what really, you know, you prefer when it comes to shuffling. Exactly. I think James even picked up some Cortex sleeves one time. You know what? I'll probably throw a couple a couple on the discount table this week for 15% off. The I mean, Wizards are deciding that uh, the Oh, yes, Cortex the Wizards. Sleeves? The Wizards <clears throat> probably. I'll, I'll send them a message. I'll send them a Raven. Thank you. Hopefully they, hopefully they put some out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that way, I mean, even if you... You know, you'll obviously have the podcast word for 15% off a purchase, but um, if you, you know, had to use that on one purchase and you forget about the Cortex sleeves, they'll still be on the discount table at some point during this week when the Wizards decide. Um, you know, Peter, real fast, every every week I try to uh, shout out a new person um, <clears throat> just as a, a thank you and how appreciative we are that we get to make new friends, right? Exactly. Um this week, dude, it goes to Zach, Zach, my guy. That's what I was just thinking. Dude, my yeah. New York broski. Such a good person. Yeah. Zach Comes is in here always in a great mood. Best attitude. Dabbing us up. Yep. Enjoying the time here. 
uh, and then hyping us up. Oh, 100%. So many new customers are being brought into the store by Zach. Yeah. Bringing in his friends. Yeah, 100%. And of course he has a bunch of friends. He's the nicest guy. Oh, yeah. No, literally, as soon as I met Zach, I was just like, dude. Like, the first time I really had a conversation with him, because he kept coming into the store um, with the Vanguard guys. And, you know, the Vanguard guys, they, they do their thing. But Zach, uh, Zach ended up giving me, like, freaking Jace the Planeswalker. He was like, oh, do you have one of those? I was like, no. He's like, here, have it. And I was like, no way. And he was just like, yeah, dude, no worries. Take it. And, like... Zero, he didn't need, he didn't want anything in return. He was just genuinely doing a nice thing for someone. And that blew my mind because there's not many people like that, like, you know, in reality in the world, just like doing nice things like that. So immediately I knew he was a good guy. And I'm so glad that we took the time to get to know him because every time he comes into the store, it is such a pleasure. Um, fun fact about Zach too, he even worked on a really fun video game called, uh, have a nice death. Have a nice death, and it's it's for Nintendo Switch and Steam, if I'm correct. Um, but I I bought it on my Switch, and it I is a, it online. It is a very fun roguelike. It's so similar to Dead Cells, which I also love that game, um, with the different systems of you know each roguelike's you know they have different weapon systems. But uh, Have a nice death does it so well by having your main scythe weapon, which there is I believe four varieties of that, like a heavy, fast, longer range, and then base style or well rounded style. But then there's different cloak weapons and different magic spells that are random as you go through your run. And my favorite thing about any roguelike like that is you can make some truly busted builds. Like, And I, I managed to actually beat the game the first time because apparently I've beat it like six, seven, eight times to, to truly get to the final boss. But it's just, it's a good game, and if you're looking for a new roguelike and you like Dead Cells, like, definitely, definitely give it a try, because it's, it's worth, a, it's, it's not even like, what, it's like 30 bucks, something like that? $24.99. $24.99. It was <clears throat> worth it for $24.99. Like, I've bought $6 games that are not as worth it as Have a Nice Death. I mean, so you're looking for a new game on your Nintendo Switch or your PC Steam, right? Not only are you playing a fantastic roguelike game, uh, you're you're helping out one of the great friends of EXP Lounge, yep, right? Yep, hundred percent. So check that out. Watch the trailer. Shout out to Zach. Thank you for bringing by more and more Dragon Ball community members to the lounge. Appreciate you. I mean, Zach's even he's even getting into Final Fantasy, right? Dude, yeah, he picked up the starter decks. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Wait I to forgot play a game about with Zach. that. I can't wait to play a game with Zach. If he comes in later today or anytime this week, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna grab a starter deck and play with him. Yes. I am waiting for my Final Fantasy X Star deck to come. It should be here tomorrow, hopefully, because that's that's the one I want. Um, all right, just want to touch up real fast. Um, I'm not sure that everyone is fully aware. Um, for Dragon Ball, we got more Ultimate Squad boosters in stock. These are things that the lounge has not had in stock for like two or three months. And even when we did have them last in stock... We only got like three boxes, yeah. and they went pretty quick. So if you're looking for any Ultimate Squad stuff... It is here. It's restocked up. Um, I'm excited to have it back in the lounge. And then um, everyone, I say everyone, like two people have been talking about a Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. Um, I would love to do a Dragon Ball Fighters right on the Xbox. I'd love to do that tournament. I think it would be a good time. Every time we do one... It turns out to be kind of a bust. Yeah. Only like five or six people show up. I will actually do one if we can get a guaranteed eight or so. So if you are interested in that, speak to me directly. I will put you on the list. 
we'll get that tournament going. It'll be a free tournament on Xbox One Series X um, on Dragon Ball Fighters, right? It'll just be a good time, just free. You earn some bragging rights. I don't know. Maybe if we get enough people on it, we give away some store credit or something. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. It'd be 100% fun. Just to just to hype it up and have a good time on a Saturday night, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, So let me know. Um, dang, that kind of touches up on everything I care about. Yeah, no, for else? sure. Um, other than, you know, just a continuous thank you to all our all our customers that keep coming in, you know. Like, it's so nice that, you know, Ava, Colin, they've been coming, up, coming in even more. Bailey, always bringing in the squad. James, always here, playing Smash and stuff like that. Braxton, he lives here. You'll see him. But, like, just a continuous thank you to all you guys for supporting us and for, you know, always being a part of the EXP Lounge family. Like, it is truly amazing. And hopefully, you know, as we continue to grow, we can just add more and more people to that family. So Braxton did actually joke with me yesterday saying we shouldn't have built a D&D room. We should have just built a room for him to rent out. I, I I literally say all the time jokingly that I'll blow up the air mattress. I'm like, oh, Braxton, you stay in the night? I'll blow up the air mattress. We do not have an air mattress. We do not sleep here, but uh, at that point we could have just... We don't need an air mattress. We got the futon. That's they true. They fall we, down into bed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A little short, though. I'm tall. You know. <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you, everyone, for continuing to support EXP Lounge and listening to this podcast. Be sure to use that secret word. Get 15% off your entire purchase. And we will talk to you next time. Sounds good. Talk to you next time.